is your girl Val, and you are now tuning in to the Hood Talks Podcast, where community voice matters. Hey, what is up, y'all? On this Saturday, what's going on? <sighs> it's, I feel like it's always been a while when I get to do my shows live like this. I'm like, it's been a while, but it ain't been too long, right? So I'm so happy to be here this afternoon, y'all, because when I say... This conversation we finna have today, I need all my women, all my black women to come in. I need y'all to tag your friends, your homegirls, your sisters, your aunties, your grandmas, and tell them to come join this conversation because this is one that needs to be had, y'all. It needs to be had. But before we have this conversation, shout out to my sponsor. Let me give y'all, uh, let me shout them out one more good time. Yes, the SSM Moms Line. Shout out to them, y'all. They are here providing a peer-to-peer support space for moms. Um, we're talking about prenatal folks, you know, pre-pregnancy, postpartum, a mom's line, a mom's group. If you just feel like you need some type of support, uh, I I really endorse, I really endorse peer support. It's the best. Check out the mom's line. Even if you don't want to go into one of the support groups, you can definitely get a one-on-one connect uh, and have you a peer coach one-on-one. Or you can come to the mom's group, which I suggest because that is where I be like, it's the tribe, okay? Uh, building a village is a space where moms come together and they get to support each other, okay? Through those rough times in motherhood, it's real. But one thing that they are having that I want to uplift is they're having a community picnic and they're inviting the community out to get into some resources, to come and join them for lunch, all of this good stuff. And I am going to put the link to sign up and put the information about what they're doing and how you can tap in in the comments. But y'all, check out the mom's line. Check out this picnic, the mom's picnic, July, thir- July 30th. I will be sharing about it and talking about it be- until it happens. We will also be there to show y'all what's happening. But we want y'all to go sign up and come join me at this mom's group picnic for the community and get in on these resources and learn all about the mom's group and getting support. Y'all, tap in. Okay. And shout out to the mom's line for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate you all now. Now we got that out the way. Now we got that out the way. Let's get into starting and kicking off this show. And you know, I say I say it all the time. I got to kick it off like this every time.
What's up, y'all? What's up, ladies? Hey. Ah. That intro, on? boy, had me over here. I thought I was finna start twerking. I'm like, should I just get up and just... <laughs> I'm so happy that y'all joined me for ooh, a, a tough but real and raw conversation and just need it because um, we talk about black girl magic all the time, right? We be like, black girl magic! And all of this great stuff about black women. Um, but I just feel like when we talk about coming together in sisterhood, we don't do it enough. Um, so thank you guys for joining me for this conversation. Um, I think this is going to be um, a really good conversation. So I'm ready to get into it, but I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves to the people that's viewing. And I'm going to tell the people too, again, y'all share this live and tag your folks and let them know what's up. Tell them to come listen and tap in and y'all feel free to, to join into the conversation too in the comments. Okay. Let us know how y'all feeling on today and about this, having this topic in this conversation. All right. So now let's kick it off with introductions. Come on, Miss Carmen, tell the folks who you are. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Carmen Stoffer-Wamhoff. I am a apprentice midwife in the community. I'm a doula. I'm a certified childbirth educator, certified lactation counselor. I'm also a CPST um, tech trainer, tech. It's a um, car seat certified train um, tech. So make sure your car seats are in good. Uh, and just a mom, a wife, you know, um, lover of all, I should say that. Uh, especially mamas and babies, people who know me, been in the community, um, know that's what I do. So you might catch me in a meeting, people catch me in the grocery store, want to ask me questions, it's okay. Um, thank you for having me, Vanna, and being here with all these uh, lovely women. Alicia, I missed you this morning because I couldn't be there to get back here in time to, so yeah. And there is a baby out there in the wings today. And I'm just like, come on, just let me get through Vanna's hood talk and then <laughs> we can do it. Because getting dinner and sleep on certain days is, is hard, but I do it. Yes, we do it because we got to do it for the community. Right. All right, well, since you did, uh, go ahead and throw Miss Alicia out there. Come on, Miss Alicia, tell the people who you are. Hey, 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 everybody. What's up, Vanna? What's up, Carmen? All you other wonderful ladies. I will get to know y'all real soon. Um, I'm, you know, my, my name is Miss Alicia and I am the executive director and co-founder of Village of Mom at TL. And, um, you know, I, we have been in the community since 2018, really trying to, um, you know, promote the awareness of education and literacy amongst African-American children, specifically in St. Louis City and County. Um, you know, we did some research and we found out these kids ain't reading at grade level. We're like, okay, what's going on? Like, I'm passing these kids and these kids can't read. And then we try to figure out why they ain't in college because they can't read and, and take the SAT um, text and, and, and pass it with flying colors. But we'll talk about that later. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, you know, uh, I do a lot of work in the community. We just had our event uh, this past uh, May the 21st. I think we had like over 250 people. Savannah um, friends it live. I mean, it was lit. Kids had fun. We enjoyed ourselves. The rain didn't stop. When it comes to uh, 
resource and black folks ain't letting rain stop nothing. They came, they came by. The, I, I don't know if it was, I don't know if Savannah had to bring some cabs or what, but them kids were coming. And so we appreciate y'all. They came out, baby. I was like, it's deep up in this mug. Okay. It was a good time. The DJ was crackalacking, baby. I was like, hey. And you can go back and tune into that on our YouTube page. If you missed it, you can go tap in. Shout out to the Village of Moms, STL, and the work that they are doing in our community. I appreciate you, Miss Alicia, for joining us today um, in all the work that y'all do out there. Shout out to Mia, too. Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, I forgot Mia too. Me, hey, what's up, Mia? What's up, yes. Shout out to Mia. <laughs> All right, come on, Miss uh, Queenie. Tell the people who you are. Hello, ladies. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. Um, this subject and topic is definitely near and dear for me, just being a Black woman and just going through the experience of it all. Um, I am Queenie VC. I am the chef educator at Neeks Eats. I am new to the community um, platform. My, I have a very big, beautiful garden in my backyard and I cook starting from seed. It's all natural, non-GMO. I am teaching kids and youth on how to start their own home gardens. I do cooking demos. I also cater to events, charcuterie cups. Um, I just want to teach people how easy it is to grow your own food, to know where your food comes from, and how to budget your groceries. If you're on EBT, I want to show you how to maximize that in the most healthiest ways and what farmers markets takes EBT and how to build budgets, how to build a shopping list. And I love to cook from scratch. So I want to teach people how to do that. And I just want to plant these seeds in communities where there's food deserts, where I don't want you running to the corner store because you need a loaf of bread. I want you to go get that yeast and that flour. And I want you to go make your own bread. You know what I mean? Um, so that's that's who I am again, and I do spoken word poetry, I do storytelling as well. Um, I love the children, I love the children, I love the babies, and I love my moms who are out here single, like really trying to pave a way. I just want to make it easier for you when it comes to nutrition, food, and if you need help with catering events. Yes, well, shout out to you and that work, honey, because come on over here. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to. I don't know. I I, I wanna. I'm like I wanna do that, but I also heard that big women are taking over this summer, so I'm about to be out here with me a hot top on. Okay, well, you can do that with a nice, beautiful salad on the side. There's nothing wrong with that. You can do that with a nice, beautiful salad on the side. You got to get the salad first, matter of fact. <laughs> you get the salad first, then, you know, you go to the other stuff. Um, But, yes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, though, all for that. Shout out to you in that uh wonderful space, in that work, honey, because it takes us all. Um, Come on. Now, y'all, I got it. this one right here. Shout out to Miss Tiana, okay? Let me tell you something. People come in your life and you don't know that they're going to be in your life again, but they in your life, you be like, girl, like we really click. And I just love Tiana and I appreciate her because when she showed up, showed up and said, hey, I got you. What you need, let me know. And it's been real and on ever since. So Miss Tiana, please tell the people who you are. <sighs> Savannah, out of all the things I do, this is very honorable for you to have me on here today. I am, this is the best thing I've done in a whole, in a long time, and I do a lot. So, um, 
My name is Tiana McGabaray. I use she, her pronouns. I am the Black Organizing Programs Lead for Planned Parenthood. I am also the uh, statewide uh, VP of Diversity for the National Women's Political Caucus for the state of Missouri. I am on the formerly NARAL Pro-Choice Missouri Board uh, for Reproductive uh, Freedom. And I am also the co-founder of uh, not-for-profit, The Mission Attempt, who started about three years ago, just during the pandemic, wanted to adopt families uh, for Christmas. I had just lost the state representative election, and I had some people that was really upset that I lost that election, and they said, Tiana, what do you want to do? Uh, how can we help? I said, I want to take care of my community. I said, during the pandemic, there are going to be a lot of families that cannot afford to you know, buy toys for their children. So within a month, I raised $10,000. We gave it out in the community and adopted. And uh, that former year, last year, we raised 20 grand and we adopted 40 families, 108 kids. And this year we're aiming, we're shooting for the stars. We still, uh, you know, we got one donor this year that's already uh, promised 10 grand to uh, help us reach our goal. So one thing about me, I've sat at a lot of tables and I've been the only black woman at those tables. And I'd be doggone if after being the only black woman, if I wasn't going to learn how to come out of them tables and help myself and help black women. So that's how me and Savannah, she's one of them black women that I've said, look, come on, come on, just trust me. And, and she's been trusting me. And, 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 you know, we're going to create some magic together. You know, it's steady. She's still, you know, a tough cookie and she's got her, you know, why should I be there? Why should I do that? And I'm like, Vanna, I, I was I you. A tough Trust me. I was you, Vanna. So thank you so much for having me on your show today. Well, thank you. Um, and if y'all didn't know, I'm going to need y'all to go ahead and know and, and, and make sure you know the date. July 16th, your girl from me and Tiana from Bill and Wine. Wait, I'm messing it up. Tiana, Bill and Tiana, Wine About the Region podcast will be collaborating to bring you all a forum, okay? So y'all- Yes, I forgot to mention Wine About the Region because we haven't been, you know, shout out to Bill Ray. Bill Ray, I love you. Uh, we haven't been, you know, I've been doing so much that I haven't had time, but I do a podcast and I met Shivana actually because she was, was a guest on my podcast during the I pandemic. Was. So it's been love at first sight. Uh, she saw my energy and that she got that energy doing her thing. So I'm sorry I forgot to mention that. But yes, I'm looking forward. We're uh, doing a a forum with district one candidates uh chairwoman days and councilwoman terry wilson so uh both of them are good friends of mine and i'm looking forward to having a conversation yes 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 me too y'all so make sure again y'all tap in and uh don't forget that date july 16th is going down you'll be seeing more about it all right i we could talk about that, but let's get into why we here, y'all. Are y'all ready? Let's get into this and why we are here, Black women. Share this live, okay? Because we finna have this tough conversation, but again, it is so much needed in our community. Now, I'm sure everybody has felt some type of way about another Black woman, right? We gonna keep it real and raw. We all can't get along. We all just cannot get along, right? 
But that doesn't mean that we cannot be nice and support each other. So ladies, I want to get into your own little personal situations that you may have had with another black woman and how you dealt with that. And as make it make it as brief as you, you you can, but definitely just give us enlighten on a situation that you still take to heart. Um, I know I had a couple of situations where I'm just like it really it really dawned on me like I was like I messed with you like you was my road dog like you know I was ready to just ride this out with you and you just dropped me or you like fucked up with me. Look, I'm gonna keep it real and raw. You fucked up with me. Like dang, that that hurt. Um, and then you like you try to take it and you you try to let it go because you don't want. And I think this is what we are doing. We're taking the things that happened to us and we're we're putting it to the next person, the next black woman. Um, but that's just something that I've dealt with. I know. Again, I want y'all to enlighten us a little bit. And whoever wants to go first, please go ahead, speak up, please, and thank you. I'll go first. Um, I think my first relationship with a black woman, unfortunately, was a mother, my mother, who was abusive. So I already had a negative connotation of what a black woman was and what she looked like. So to me, she was a crackhead. She was a prostitute. She um, was a street while it was this the wildest thing that I put in mind. That was my first definition of a black woman. So off the top, I didn't want to be one. You know what I mean? So it's like I had to figure out who I was at an adult age as a black woman. Um, I'm from Iowa, so I don't speak like everyone else. I don't carry myself. My mannerisms are very, very much old school. If you come over today, we having high tea um, in the garden, like you know. Uh, and and so it's hard for me to fit in or to find my place in the rim of black women because oftentimes I'm labeled as too white. Or, you know, yeah, I like to go camping, but black people go, black women go camping all the time. Black people have gardens, you know what I mean? So it's like, I had this notation of, oh my God, I don't want to be a black woman because look what it is. Every vision of a black woman growing up for me was drugs and crackheads and, you know, in the projects on welfare, I seen one black teacher um, in my whole career of education. So I didn't want to be a black woman and I didn't want to be friends with black women because most black women didn't want to be friends with me. So I automatically separated myself from black women. Now sitting on 39 years of age, I have black, black female friends or associates, but they still don't really connect with me a hundred percent because I am different you know what I mean like I don't know how much more to explain that um but I am different and I'm quirky um but I love all type of things I'm an open book I'm open-minded I'm down for just about anything um because right. that's the spirit that I have so right. my relationship with black women definitely is still a work in progress um a lot of it is that I'm taking ownership of of why I feel that way. And when I found out and did the work, it was like, oh, my first image of a black woman wasn't, it wasn't Maya Angelou. It wasn't. It wasn't. So that's really where I'm at with it. No, and I understand that. I think what's valid, what you said was that, you know, the, the images that we see of black women a lot of times are negative images. And um, it's like, 
you said you kind of get to the I don't want to be associated as being a black woman, or I don't want to be associated with. But then, now this is my pushback because we talk about this a lot too, right, Tiana? Um, how th there's a certain image that if you are another opposite way, that you're not good enough to be in the spaces of you know, I, I, you know, having the garden or having tea because you might be too hood or you might be too real or you too loud or you too. So I think we have to really take the idealistic of what black women, what a black woman is out of the equation. But I think we do have these stereotypes that is making it hard for us to connect with each other. Anybody else want to jump in on a situation that they had? I'll um, jump you know, in. Go ahead, go ahead, babe, go ahead. Okay, I'll jump in. So, so like Queenie said, like, so, you know, everybody who knows me knows I'm kind of like this, just, I don't know, people call me the hippie girl. And I've been a hippie girl for a long time, and that's okay. So, um, um, but it is that whole thing that, um, Queenie, I know you grew up in Iowa, and when you think of Iowa, that ain't like, you'd be like, black people live in Iowa. But, <laughs> um you know, people take me as like, uh, oh, she that girl who, you know, she over there, she thinks she white, she talk different. My kids you, you get that now because, you know, they speak, as people say, proper English. Um, and my kids got teased a lot about that. But I was just that way. Like, I've always been that way. If you know me, Vanna knows and um, Alicia as well. You see me, it can be 30 degrees outside. I got on some Birkenstock sandals. Hello. And, you know, and I ain't got on no coat. I got on a hoodie and I'm gone because um, I have I just travel light like that. But it's OK. And like I grew up around like strong black women. Um, but then like I shot away from those things when I was younger. Like, you know, I was into the Zodiac. I was into astrology. I was into um, gardening. But it's like, you know, meet other black young girls and they like, don't nobody want to do that. Like, right. And now that's why I'm full circle and I can sit in myself. I've been in myself for a long time. Um, let's see. 55. So at least since 30s. Right. When I decided I'm locking my hair and that's it and I don't care. And people was like, you know, right. I've been in these locks for at least 28 years. So um, and I'm going to continue to wear my Birkenstocks. I'm going to continue to love everybody and be positive. When I um, when you say like a situation, um, I've been bamboozled a couple times by, you know, black women who like, you know, because I'm, I'm that person. I'm the only kid. So I wanted some sisters because right, I have none. Um, and then being friends with people, people would, you know, take stuff that, you know, I would say and be like, but then talk about me behind my back. That's okay. I have learned again, um, just growing, you know, it comes with, by the time you reach 30, at least 35 as a black woman, you'd be like, I'm in my own zone and that's it. Whether you like it or not, don't care. And so I'm in my fifties, I'm going to be close to 60 soon. I ain't going to say how long, but, um, it is, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Um, and I'm going to continue to do that. And so when I run across a black woman who does me wrong or treats me bad, I say they have that bad energy. I just keep that bad energy over there. And I bring all the sisters who got the energy like we got here, who go help out another sister no matter what, we over here. And so that's how I kind of do it. Man, I think we've all been hurt by somebody um, as a black woman, mother, sister, cousin, aunties, grandmas, friends. 
you know, I think, um, and I think that's why we are the way we are. But come on, Miss Alicia, I want us to let you come on in because I know you had something to say earlier. Oh well, you know what? Um, I just want to say that, um, you know what? For me, um, um, you know, I've always had positive experience with black women, um, simply because I've always tried to be the black woman that I would want to be friends with, that I want to would like in a sister, that I would like in a mother, I would like in a you know, God forbid, grandmother, because my son, you know, he's 19, so he can give me some grandbabies, and I ain't ready for all that. But anywho, um, you know, and try, you know, trying to be the uh, the black aunt that um that I would want um to have in a black aunt, and so I tried to 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 embody that person. And so um, a lot of people know that I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm real, but I'm also um you know genuine and and easygoing, and I I tend to get along with everybody, you know, regardless of what kind of personality um I because I because I'm you know I, my thing is that I, I try to tell people for what how they are I don't try to force people to be what what I think they should be um you know I love diversity I've loved you know um different personalities because um if everybody's the same personality then we you know the world would be boring um you know I tend to gravitate you know those that you know that um or you know themselves any um you know you know, authentic way, you know, and um, and I tried to make sure that I let them know that I, you know, that I like you for, for the way you are. Don't change yourself for nobody. Um, you know, I'm, you know, um, I will say that I'm a motivator. I, I tend to motivate folks um to be who they are around me. Um, you know, so I, you know, I could say that um out of my 20 plus years of living, I had one um negative experience with a black woman. Who told me that, um, you know, you you play the game too much? And I say, well, what do you mean by playing the game too much? Is that when you're around white folks, you have a different um, cadence or you have a different personality? I'm like, no. It, 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 I said the difference between my personal personality, my personal self, and my professional self. It, it, it's a difference. It's a difference because when you're around, unfortunately, for a black woman. We are, when you're around white folks, you have to be professional. You cannot let you cannot show your true personality if if you if you loud if you you animated if you you know if you larger than light. Unfortunately, you can't show that because they consider ghetto. They consider um she's from the hood, she's from the street. But that's just my personality. So when I'm around white folks, I have to be. Um, damn, you know, damn near docile. I had to be a lap dog or whatever case may be because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get that bag so that I can support my people. Mm -hmm. And when I say support my people, it, it you know, it, uh, providing these resources for my people that you will not uh, otherwise have asset. So what I have to do is be that lap dog. Now, I ain't no fool now. I don't, I don't allow white folks to treat me like a fool. But, but what I will let them know is that don't get it twisted, boo-boo. You know, um, you know, I'm gonna be professional, but I'm not gonna let you disrespect me. And mm -hmm. so, but most of all, they have a they have an understanding. And so, telling some black folks that they don't understand that there's a personality, a professional personality, and then there's a personal personality. Unfortunately, as a black woman, I can't be my real self around white folks. So okay, we gonna we gonna come back to that, but I, I'm I'm feeling you where you going with that, um, because I think that that's a that's not even just a black women thing. I think that's a black community thing, is that right? We we love to tend to tell people so quickly that they sell out, 
um, instead of saying like, like you said, one thing I appreciate that you said is that I am getting the resources from somebody that got them because you ain't got them. We got to make some shake, okay? We have to make some shake over here and I'm bringing it back to you. I care and love you. I'm bringing it to you, okay? It ain't, I no, I ain't selling now. You can't, I, I ain't asking you to pay me. I'm sorry, I had to drop the mic. I'm not asking you to give up your coins. I want you to save yours. I want you to invest yours. I'm trying to get you to get generational wealth. I am coming from the people who already got it tenfold to get it and bring it back to where it needs to be. That part. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I'm with you on that, sis. Ooh, that's a whole nother conversation, though. We're going to stick <laughs> to black women, okay? Because I'm with you that it is a quick thing of, like, you selling out, you're changing up. And I, I, I love how we all kind of said, too, in a sense that we could not always be our authentic selves because it was either we too white or we too, too hood or we too loud. I get that. All you loud? I'm so sorry. I'm still loud. For Vanna, it's not that we... Right, you either as a young black girl, you too white because you talk a certain way, right? Or but mm -hmm. all we see as for me growing up, being as old as I am, I didn't really see black women on TV, like you know. And if you did, it was a certain type of black woman, right? Right. Natiana, yeah. I ain't gonna put you on. I ain't gonna put you on front street, but I know that we've had conversations because I really talked to her about me being my authentic self and being who I am and how I don't want to change. When we especially talking about getting in political spaces, right? I don't want to change. I want to stay who I am, and I want to rock my sandals, my flops that out, my Nike flops. I like, you know, I'm a t-shirt kind of girl. Like I want to stay in that 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 space. I like, I love my locks. I want to keep that. I want to keep that momentum. And when I, I love my big earrings. Okay, so I don't want to have to change that to go fit to your unnorm. And I think in our our culture as Black women, we've had that. We we're fighting against these unnecessary standards that other people have put up for us we're telling each other that oh if you are weave you're trying to be white oh if you natural you that's get or that's nappy or that's birdie or that's so we are coming to these these unnecessary or unhealthy norms for each other and we're bringing it to each other to make each other fight and then trying to change each other everybody wants to feel safe in their authentic spaces right ladies Am I wrong? Come on, y'all. No, you no, you're right. You ain't wrong. You're right. You're right. And well, I you ain't know what? nobody. Come to me how you are. <laughs> Come on, Theon. I like to share my journey um, with you ladies and just say, um, you know, first of all, I respect the fact that I am on uh, this show with a group of wonderful ladies like you that are being your authentic self. I'm sitting here and, I, you know, I'm 45 years old and I think like, dang, where was I at when I was 25 or where I was 30, you know? So I was born, I got a real strong black mother. My mother's uh, very much a diva. Uh, and I was born to her, her firstborn. And I was born disabled. I'm above the knee amputee. So I wear a prosthetic leg. 
uh, one thing about her just instilling in me, you know, you're no different. You're no different. And, you know, and people are going to look at you because you walk with a limp, but give them something to look at. I'm going to make sure you always look in your best and all this. And that was fine. And, you know, then high school and school came and you, you know, you have the kids and, and black kids or black women that are mean, or and you have a few to come by your side and they really stand there. They beat people up to make fun of you. They really, you know, look out for you. And, and, and then coming through that journey, I finally, you know, started, you know, having kids, fell in love, all this. And, you know, um, 2010, I decided that I was going to try to run for a state representative. So at this time, I didn't really know anything about politics. I just worked for a lawyer, a white lawyer that really believed in me. And I was going to parent-teachers conference, and he was just like, you know what? If you can do that, you need to do something on a bigger level than just that parent-teacher stuff. So, you know, I ran for state rep. Uh, in the middle of that campaign, I came to work one day and found him dead at the office. An attorney I worked for, Attorney Higgins, we're on South Florida. And if y'all know where the family dollars at in Cool Valley, our office used to be right across the street. Uh, that used to be a little house, but it was a law office. I worked there for eight years. And so it was devastating. So I got up under, you know, a black woman. Many uh, her family was predominant in the political uh, space. Uh, the Gray family, Rochelle Watson Gray, just brought my whole family in, told them I had aspirations because I ended up losing in 2010. So I kind of said, well, let me follow my journey. I believe in this black woman. She's doing some great things in the community. Let me let her mentor, you know, let me find out. And at the same time, Chairwoman Days began to be a, a mentor of mine too. And uh, within both of them, it came up like we were helping her get reelected. Me and my family had went to Jefferson City and all of that to support thinking next time around as a black woman, she was going to reach back and, you know, I was going to be next, you know, for her seat. And this time I'm thinking this is going to be it. I'm going to have the support I need. You know, Chairwoman Days is excited because we're thinking like this will be a good, you know, some people just, some people get easy elections and we thought finally I would get one where I would win. And uh, at the last, uh, when it came time, they started getting in gear to run, uh, she came up with the decision that she was going to run her husband for the seat and uh, I wouldn't have the family support. And at that point in my life, I was kind of like, huh? You know, and I think, you know, okay, true enough, that's a husband and you understand that when somebody's standing with their husband, but if that was an interest of him, I just felt like when I was putting my family on the doors and, my kids, my sisters, everybody, like we doing the work to hopefully do the work to show her I was loyal to them and wanting the ne next in line. That was a real downer to me as far as uh, from a black woman, someone that I believed in, someone that I put all my family in for all of this. So at that time, I guess my mama had raised me from a kid on like, I'm not giving up. So I run against her husband. Like I didn't, you know, back down. I ran against her husband and I lost. And then the next year I ran against her husband the next day I ran and I lost. But one thing I was saying, like, y'all got me twisted. I'm being consistent here, okay? And, <laughs> and so it was just something in me and 
of those losses was taking effect on me. There were times I had to talk to a counselor because I don't know if something came back from my childhood and being born with a disability. Like, ain't nobody going to tell me I'm not. And then you know you know how to do the work. You know you seeing, you know. And then you kind of coming up with, because now you watching and you see, oh, okay, the only one climbing with this family is family members. There's no reaching back and getting like really black women and they're coming up being predominant through this. It's kind of like a, like a family thing. So at that point, I'm like, you know, yeah, they got the power and they got this and that, but, you know, if you got power, what kind of like real like moral value or credibility or people that really can you know i begin to say i want to try to be in a space as a black woman where i'm i it's not about me and it's not about my family but you putting on so many people on because one thing and i'm from the streets in the 90s and this and that i ain't always been all polished and one thing i definitely learned is if you put people on you never fall off mm. if you put people on and you put them people on and you the one making sure them people eating and all that different stuff, how you going to fall off? So I just couldn't grasp why, you know, it was like this. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever on them. So I began to mentally just after getting counseling, after my mental health, just like, I am not a loser. Even though I'm losing these elections, I'm not a loser. I'm going to keep going. And it's just really now just been working out because even if I, even without being elected, one thing that I'm glad that I've shown myself is that, yeah, it takes that, but the real people are the ones that cannot be elected and still have some influence and some power in these streets. And I think at this point, it may have taken 10 years, but I can make some phone calls. I can call some people at the top and, and, and get some shit done. So and I'm what not... you doing, though, Tiana, that they ain't doing is you bringing people along authentically bringing people along um because that's one thing that I'm is one thing to. that and it's hard and i think in my hard. mind all the time about it how i felt it how i felt at that moment that i knew that not about you supporting your husband as black women like as a black woman i believed in you yeah. I put my family, family don't want to get all out. I would get attitudes with my family when they wouldn't go go help her. You know, so they looking at me like, see, you got us out here. And then, and then I'm like, dang. You gave her and it's not, We do have to work 10 times harder. Uh, Miss Alicia, you right, but I'm going to tell you something. When I started being loud and get on, I'm not just, that brought the more white people in to help and, and do things for me. That brought more white people because I, cause when I was wearing my hair in a bun and I was wearing pearls and all these people trying to tell me this is how you have to be to fit, that I was not getting anywhere. It's when I started in the middle of me and I might throw some papers up and I'd be like, fuck this shit. You know, they're like, oh my God, Tiana, I'm so glad you said it. I was thinking about it the whole meeting. And I'm just like, really? You like that? And I've been holding all this in. Because I think it's about being your authentic selves. We are not allowing black it. women. You gotta just do it. Don't right. be scared. Do not be scared. Right. Because We're the real alone. white people, the real white people in my corner, they came and they know they got the knowledge. Not only did they begin to start funding my efforts, they were working for them. So they were working for free and putting thousands of their money into me just to try to make me great. So when you get some white people on your side, you're going to know when it's real. 
you're definitely gonna know this real now and I just take, I just bring Vanna in and say, look, there's other black women that can use this help. Let me introduce you. <laughs> but that's, okay, that's just all I'm saying. I'm all, that's all I'm saying is how do we, you know, collectively, like if I get a resource, sis, it's your resource. If I get a connect, sis, it's your connect. If I get a, it's your, but at the same time, you cannot make me obligated to, to take care of you and feed you at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I can give you the seed. Now, you're going to have to water it and, and grow it yourself. I can't do all of that because I'm over here maintaining my life, too, okay? But I think we ex we put so many expectations on each other also that's, like, out of this world as black women because it goes back to that superwoman syndrome stuff that black women are so strong and well you know kind of like she probably felt like not taking up for her but Tiana, she probably was like well you're a black woman sis you did it you got it you already helped me with mine so i know you got it let me go help him because he need my help better than you do not thinking that it could have been you know not thinking maliciously just thinking that you so strong i don't need to support you sis sometimes we do have that mindset like sis i did it look you gotta do it too but sometimes it's like no i need well, to i was be always told i should understand because well you know that's her husband and i'm saying he never showed the interest when i had my family out here doing all this work like what the heck is going on and it really hurt and it hurt to where now i just it's a point in my life that i wonder should i you know am i holding back my blessings from not mending that relationship because it was a real relationship like i really really adore rochelle watson gray and it we have true. not spoke Wait. since she told me she was running her husband and i started running against her we just in past. Come on, and I want other people to get in too, but it takes two to want to mend a relationship. And I say that personally because I felt the same way you felt before, not too long ago, um, maybe about three, some close to four years ago. I felt the same. I mean, I was admiring this lady. I'm like, sis, you out here getting it. I want to help you. I'm, I'll be in the back and I'll run what I got to run and support you as much as I possibly can support you. And when it fell, when it fell, I was like, okay, maybe it's me. I take it personally. I don't take it to the community. I, I stuck in that. I went to therapy. I'm glad you said therapy because that's another one. I had to heal and take it to therapy. But I also wrote a letter and said like, hey, I want to just be friends. We can't work together, but I really want to still support you. I still want to be your friend. It takes two to want to do that. So you can make the, the you can make the offer if you feel that would be great, but you know, don't put yourself in a hole where you you feel hurt again when that rejection comes. Because I had to process that again too. I put my my heart back on the line. Like, hey, I want to you know continue to support you, but wasn't on the same page. It wasn't about me. And sometimes it's not about us. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's their own foolishness, and we have to stop internalizing it. Come on, y'all. Don't let me talk this myself now. Okay, <laughs> Bella, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here, Tiana. I'm gonna tell you. you just keep on running. Keep on running. Hello. You, you, when you get there, they're going to be like, what? But so on that thing, Vanna, you was talking about, yes, it takes two people. And sometimes like you be authentic, but that other person might not have um, the authentic. I don't even know how to put it, but you know, they not authentic and their spirit ain't right. Right. They out here on their own uh, ego trip. Yeah. And like, I'm not on the ego trip, you know, um, 
And so that's the thing. Sometimes you just, you know, I always use that thing. I used to tell my kids, like people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And so you gonna know, you go lose some people along the way on the journey. Um, and that's okay. Um, Cause then you'll pick up other people who go keep your momentum going, keep you doing what you need to do. Uh, and yes, I'm grateful for all my sisters that I got, like that I have learned came from other mamas and daddies and they they behind me and i got they back and they got my back i'm like eternally grateful for that and i have lost some people along the way on this journey um just going through midwifery school um you know it, it was like a lot like i was doing school work i had to work a job i'm doing preceptor hours you know, and still being a doula, like it's a lot on my plate. And sometimes I have to apologize to my husband on, on a Saturday or a Sunday, like, I'm sorry, right? I cooked, but I wasn't really present in my home. Um, but now the school is over. I got a little more time and he was like, whatever, I know what you're doing. And so, you know, I understand. And right. I'm grateful for that as well. Cause you know, um, but yeah, sometimes you just got to be like, okay, that relationship is over there and I'm going to keep that mess over there and I'm going to keep moving. So, yeah. That part. Go ahead. Awesome. When, you on, talk about, when you guys talk about relationships with other Black women, like I'm just over here just super excited because I don't have a lot and I'm kind of like baby stepping into um, trusting Black women and trusting like their intentions. I think for me, my issue is that um, everyone that I trusted hurt me. You know what I mean? Every I have a very, very horrible background being in the system, not having family, being gang raped, raising a child. Like I just have this very horrible people type relationship. So as a black woman who's trying to get in spaces with other black women and learning how to lean on other black women, what advice would you guys have for me? Because I love everything about being a black woman, like everything about being a black woman. Um, and I just want to like get more confident, more secure in learning on how to like, I feel like I run black women off before I can get them to like see this cool little butterfly over here. So what advice do you have for a black woman who's probably, I don't want to say new in the game, but I am being open and really learning how to lean on other women because I love I, black women lean on me all the time. I will give you a recipe. I will teach you how to do something. I will help you with everything. But me, I, I always shy back and be like, I'll, I'll just get it done on my own. But there's situations, especially coming out, being a community leader, working with the youth, I have to learn how to lean more on black women and know that it's a sisterhood. It's a connection. Um, and I just want to just get some advice or some motivating things from you guys on like what I can do to kind of better, you know, fall into that. If that makes any sense. Be your authentic self. I think we don't do that enough. I think we come into people with traumas. I think we're coming to people with uh, agendas. I think we're coming to people with egos, to each other, with all of these things. And then we're not being honest or we're not being transparent uh, because we're scared. But don't you think someone else who's, I tell people this, I, I, and I'm very transparent. I say this all the time. I'm still in the healing process. I've been traumatized. So when I'm coming to you, I am coming to you humbly. Like, just know I'm not all perfect you know what I mean no one is though right no one's all perfect but we you have to I feel like we have to communicate 
communicate even when it gets to you feeling like you know um you you you're not you're feeling attacked because i think we do that too we have a guard up you know it, it might be me simply saying something like um i like your hair today and it might be something in your mind that you've been traumatized by that with your hair. You're like, oh, what you mean you like my hair? What, what's wrong with my hair? What's wrong with it? No, I just really liked your hair. So I just think we have to really think about a lot of our women, Black women in our communities have had a lot of trauma. And we bringing that and showing up with that to each other in our relationships with each other. And that's what we talk about healing, right? Healing. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you, um, Savannah, um, on that. I, I think what happened is that sometimes it, it's, it's not what you say, it's how you say it in, in, your, in your approach. What I've learned in um, my 20 years of being a community, community activist and, and advocate is um, learning how to work with different personalities. When you are out there um, in, the, in the community, you are going to come across folks that will be difficult to work with. And so these are the two questions you got to ask yourself. Is it my battle to fight or do I have the energy to fight this battle? And, and, and if it, it is your battle to fight and you have the energy, by all means, waste your time. But if you do not have the energy and you feel like this is not your battle, what you got to learn how to do is walk away and, and meet people where they at. If this person is six feet to the left, meet them at six feet to the right. You know, because sometimes you will never, it, it doesn't matter how you approach somebody, you can all you can do do is smile, and that can set somebody off. So what you got to do is just say, "Hey, my name is so and so and so and so. I am here if you need me." Because my my uh, business card, my pamphlet, my brochure, my whatever it is, when you want, if you need some support and whatever you need support in, reach out to me. And I promise you, when you set that invitation, uh, nine out of ten times they will use that invitation. Because sometimes people may not want to talk. Sometimes people may be going through something and it ain't you. I don't, I, I honestly don't think it's you. I just think that they going through something, just like Savannah said, something happened. They all in it and, and, and don't take it personal. Just don't take it personal. It's not you. Just give them an invitation by extending your business card brochure and just say, I am available whenever you're ready to talk. And that's my recommendation. I like that. I like that. And I think we I'll also just add real quick, try to show up too. I'll try to show up and bond and don't be scared for like those little personal uh, intimate moments because there's a lot of times, I mean, just the other day, Vanna thought I was lying, but she had said, come over. I wasn't able to make it that day. And I was going to do everything in my power to get there this day. She thought I wasn't going to show up because in life, all you have is your word. That's all you have is your word. And I take mine seriously. And there's a lot of people, even down to my little grandson, if I tell him I'm going to walk in the door with something, I leave and come back, I just sit in. He takes that serious because I've raised my kids and then his dad. You know, all you have is your word. So use it wisely. Yes, that I think that is so... Um... So true. And I, I just want to go back a little bit because I think uh, Miss Alicia said something that hit for me is you're just not going to click with everybody. And I think we have to take that in consideration that everybody can't move the way I move or it ain't going to vibe the way I vibe. 
that don't make you bad. That don't make me bad. That just make us not compatible. But I don't wish you any bad. I want to talk about this. When we get into these situations where we're trying to work with someone who does not want to, who's not on our level, or you know, it's it's conflict happening. How can we handle this in a better way than how we're handling it now as black women? Um, because we are so quick to to go air people's stuff out say you've been friends for 20 years or you know you you ain't friends no more so now you ready to go oh, that, it ain't nothing da, 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 da. like how do we how do we handle the the the, the fall-ins or the disagreements um better um how do we do that i, so think- I want to share my personal um experience with mia um mia and i've been knowing each other for about I, I I think I met Mia back in 2009 or 10. So that's a, that's a long time. And I met her, I mean, we've been on this just for a long time, but when we decided to form a group together, um, that was the first time I really got to know Mia, like really, truly know Mia. Like we had to work together to the point where Mia and I even called each other bitches because you know, because when you have two different personalities and you're trying to form an organization together, you know, we clash. We we like when I tell you it was some it was bad. But then what happened is that her daughter had um her daughter had said, Mama, CC, y'all are two black women. Y'all are going y'all, y'all, y'all love each other. You know, like she really brought it back to what mattered. And then so what me I had to learn was is that accept each other's differences and celebrate each other's um like similar you know like similarities mm-hmm. and so what me I had to do was sit down and have a very authentic conversation with one another. We got so real with one another. We we ended the conversation with tears. We we were fight. We are two black women. The world don't think we're gonna make it. The world don't Ooh. think we're not gonna laugh on, because man. already the the world thinks that two black women can't work together. The world thinks that two black women cannot get along. And me and I said, we be damned. We be damned. And so we have to work together to make sure that we we, we set boundaries with one another. Yes. You know, what works for one another. On, we also um had a conversation. So anytime I'm feeling offended by what Mia said, I will come to her and say, hey, I didn't like when you said stuff. So she go, oh, my bad, sister. I apologize. And we'll talk about it. Invite Accountability. We don't, we don't hold it. And then I go tell Savannah, guess what? Mia, da, 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 da. No, I tell Mia directly, this is how you affected me. And we have that conversation. So like I said, I, I, I'm known Mia since 2010, but I really knew Mia in 2018. And you know what? I can tell you that ain't no, ain't nobody come between me and Mia. I can, I can I promise you, nobody can't come between me and Mia because we had that conversation with one another. Yes. I just... But those things, and I think we don't talk about it enough, is like you said, we are so quick. We are, I've heard somebody say this, that we apologize to our men so fast, and we'll cater to them so quick. And be like, okay, baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But when it comes to your friend or your girlfriend, you, you won't. You won't do that. And then you're not respecting each other's boundaries. Come. Oh, Lord, I had that one right there. You be mad because I am setting a boundary for myself. I've told you I've been triggered. I've told you I've been hurt. I told you I am 
false. Like I'm setting a boundary. You can't respect my boundary line, sis. And they can't. And you know why they can't, Vanna? Because they don't know. A lot of black Ooh. women don't have the tools. They don't have the skills. They don't have the verbiage. They don't have the context. They don't have the confidence. They don't know. The first time I told someone that, hey, you're not respecting my boundaries, they was ready to fight with me. They took it so personal. And I'm just like, yo, I'm just saying, I meditate at five. I don't won't you calling me at five o'clock in the, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's like when you start setting those boundaries in your life to protect you and your space and your energy, your unit, your family, your business, it, boundaries is just not personal. It could be business, all of that. When you start doing that, people take it personal. And at first I used to get upset. Like, why are you taking it personal? My therapist taught me how to make these boundaries. I'm making boundaries, dang it. And it's like, oh, you don't even know what boundaries are. In fact, you need to set some yourself and you need to respect some. It's like, oh my hey, God, I want, I want people to know and understand my boundaries. But I think a lot of African-Americans in general just don't have the tools of positive communication, listening to understand. They don't have the tools in their tool belt to properly say, hey, you made me upset and I'm coming to you not because I want to fight you and drag it out in the streets and be on World Star, but I really want to sit down and say, whoa, you offended me when you brought that up. Or, hey, moving forward, can you not mention that? Because that's triggering for me and I, I shut down. We should be able to have these positive, strong, communicational conversations with people and no one has to be offended. But the yes. question goes back is, how do we give them the tools? Who's giving Ooh. the tools? Who's training the tools? Because I'm telling you, parents are not, I don't care what no one says, it's not back in the old days. We need some of that old days to come run up into this future because <laughs> our kids are so far gone. Like I, we need to mix some of the new stuff with the old stuff, but we do need to bring back some of that that original foundation because yeah. kids don't know how to communicate, especially with black. If we start talking about black moms, my my seventeen year old can come into my room right now today and say, "Mom, I don't, you know, I'm not really feeling it. I'm not washing them dishes, um, but I'm gonna get them in the morning." How many of y'all right now got PTSD right now thinking about leaving some dishes in that seat? Even though I don't have the nerve to come to your mama with that. I do. But I created a space for my black child, my black daughter, to be able to say, hey, mom, I'm mentally not feeling okay. Or I don't even want to hear your mouth today. So I, can I watch these dishes tomorrow? You know, whatever the case may be. But I didn't grow up with that. I don't watch At least she knows how to communicate with you, though. That's and, a good and, and thing that's that she thing. knows how to com communicate. How can we start giving more of those communicational tools? Because now we need it as grown women. But I think we need to start teaching that elementary. Like, what are we doing or what can we do to start giving people those tools on, on conversating and just having those conversation it's okay to tell someone you was upset because when they brought that homework assignment in they slammed it on the desk it's okay to tell your spouse i'm tired of picking up your drawers every day when the basket is right it's, it's okay to have those type of conversations so what can we do so that we can give people more of those tools on a like communicate so queenie so now that you say that like as um black women 
it has kind of become full circle, right? And you said, how many of us got PTSD about dishes? Well, when I was growing up, I didn't have to do dishes. My daddy was the one, he did everything. Like, and I don't do laundry. I'm telling you, people who know me be like, what? I don't know how to run a washing machine. I ain't gonna lie. Cause that's my husband's job. He, that's what he liked to do. I just take off my clothes, put them in the pile and they wash, dry, folded, hung up, right? So, but it now we are those women, right? That we wanted or needed and we are doing it and we're teaching the younger right like vanna's got little girls right i know other like all my kids is grown but i got grandkids and granddaughters so we are teaching those things that like we need so like i know it's it feels like it's not but for me um being getting ready to be 56 it feels like a whole shift back to like the 70s you know when you used to walk down the street and you see the soul sister she'd be like hey little girl how you doing little sis that's what i'm seeing like i don't know i get that vibe like all the time um just seeing little girls especially when i see a little young girl i'll be like hey hey how you doing and they be looking at me like why are you speaking to me i don't know you but then i just be like it's nice to say hello to somebody right and um so, but I see that, I see that whole shift where, you know, it seems like we don't see that as much, but I'm starting to see like more sisters like ganging up and being like, hey, we go link up and, we, you know, right? Queenie, I'll go, I'm going to get with you because I'm the sis who like to cook from scratch. Everybody know. Like, don't ask me, like, because I will ask people, did you bring this cake to a cookout? Did you cook this from scratch or did it just come out of the box? Right? <laughs> and um, so I see that. Like, you know, people linking up and doing things. Cause like, I've been knowing Alicia probably what? Alicia five years, at least, right? Um, yeah, about, and, yeah. And then, yeah, and and it's just been growing. The link been getting longer and longer in the chain where people like, oh, I know this person. Like, you know, people reach out to me and I'm like, oh wait, I got this resource. You need to do this. Like, you know? And so that's what I see that's coming along in our community. I think it's just finding your tribe and who you vibe with and stick into that space. Um, and then if my, I say this again, cause this is my biggest thing. Even if we can't vibe together, does not mean that we have to hate on each other or that we have to tear each other down or we have to be evil towards each other. And I think that's the part that I'm really trying to get us to really like change. Um, yes, I feel like a lot of us are getting together. I've probably got more girlfriends than I've had in years. You know, back in the day, it was no new friends. Okay. <laughs> you got your one little group. But now I'm like, I'm over here. Hey, girl. I'm over Hey, girl. They're diverse. You know, I got my hood girls. Hey, girl. I got the girls that like to play in the garden and cook from scratch. Because sis, I ain't cooking from scratch. I eat y'all meal, though. But, you know, so we, we it's all. And we embracing each other and where we are. We're accepting each other's similarities. And if we do have differences, like Alicia said, we're working through those. We're talking through those. And we're showing up to say, this is why I am the way I am. I'm sorry if it offended you, sis. You know, I apologize. Again, it goes back to the accountability with each. Like, you know, I can say, if I hurt you or if I harmed you, come on, y'all, with me on this one. Then I, I want to leave you with something. If you don't mind, I want to leave you with something. I, I practice this so much in my uh, professional and personal life that I'm never going to have a disagreement with a black woman like in public. If we got something going on, we're going to 
you know what I mean? And then we're going to get out there because we got to get out here because it's already hard for the both of us. Both of us black, okay? And we got to get it out of this world and try to make things happen. So I, I just think that people should try to be okay with agreeing to disagree and knowing how to have that conversation and just having that conversation. And then when you do disagree, there's plenty of black women that we weren't a part of the same tribe. And when people say, well, how are you and such, such, Hey, I'm over here doing the work and she's over there doing the work. And it looks like we're both just kind of doing our, and that's my vague answer. So if you ever heard me saying that, you know, it's like, nah, we ain't still cool, but you know, it's like, I'm doing the work. She's over there. <laughs> Simple as that, right? It's like, hey, sis doing her thing. It ain't, I'm over doing mine. It is what it is, you know? Because I always feel like, too, I take this, and I said this um, yesterday um, in a conversation, is that whatever is for you is going to be for you. And whatever is coming for me is for me. There's nothing that really I could do or that you could do that's going to terrorize from what's meant for me. If it don't fall through, that means it wasn't meant for me. Um, you know, but still, you shouldn't be over here trying to throw, throw salt on my name, or you shouldn't be over here trying to, to, to jeopardize what I have going on because we just didn't work, it didn't work out between us. Um, so I just really wish and hope that this conversation is a starter that you know we can really tackle that part is if at least don't don't come over here you know shade my leave me be let me be over here and let you keep doing what you're doing because i think we so quick to to again the girl fights the like you said we ready to square up so quick about simple things that it ain't even that deep um and yeah some of these things are deep wounds and it goes to back to what you said tiana and what i did healing through therapy I sh shout out to that. I cannot raise counseling and therapy enough in our community because you talked about Queenie. Where's the tools? Who's teaching therapy? Seriously, my therapist had to walk me through some. Okay, Shavanna, this is how you might want to handle it next time, or this is how you might want to think about that. Have you thought about it like this? Have you thought about it like that? Well, this is the opportunity to do that. She was the one that said to me, suggested write the letter because at first I was like, fuck that. I'm out of her. Uh, uh. I was frustrated. I ain't take that energy to her. I took it to my therapist who said, I'm going to let you feel what you feel. But here, let's try this. And once I saw, I got it off my shoulder. I, I said, who? I feel lighter. We walking around with traumas and hurt and we putting it on people who ain't even did it to us. Or, or we haven't healed for, for black women. I'm really into the Ifa religion. I'm really into the sun, the moon, and the stars. And I'm all about healing the little black girl. I do a lot of work with women who we talk through those traumas. And we talk about why do you respond that way? A lot of the times we respond because the little girl in us ain't healed. We got daddy issues, mama issues. The male teacher growing up told us we couldn't touch computers and it was a man's world, but we always love computers. So it's just like we have this little girl inside of us as a black woman who's never, she sprouted, but she never got to flower. So until we as women handle that little girl in us, we really don't get to come to our true authentic self so we can really give people our true authenticity. 
Healing the little black girl in you is a daily process. People think like, oh, I did a little shadow work. I'm good. I confronted my daddy issues. No, baby, you're not done. You just got started. Because after you tear it all down, guess what you got to do? Go back in that potter's house and build it all back up. So that's just a beginning. But we as black women, if we start truly healing our inner selves, becoming really connected with why we feel the way we feel, it's hard for us to breathe. I, I hate having to go and talk to, to the white community because I don't want to come off too aggressive or to this. And the one thing that I had to learn growing up in the, in the, in the foster system is code switching. Black women automatically code switch automatically. Then you have some black women who just don't code switch at all. I'm still in the place of trying to figure out when do I code switch? When is it appropriate? You know, when the bill collector call, your mama answer the phone. Hello. Yeah, hello, my name is Queenie. Nice to meet you. You know what I'm saying? It's like we go into this automatic code switching. Are we supposed to be code switching as black women? Should we? No, we shouldn't. But we have to just to get through certain doors. But when when do we have to stop? When can we when can I show up with my stones in my hair and my overalls on and my sweet basil in my back pocket and just show up being authentically queenie? And no matter what space I'm in, we don't have the space for that. So we have to know how to code switch. Yes, man. I'm sorry, y'all. Mommy duties, as always. Part of the show is part of the process, Black women. <laughs> that don't never stop doing. Never stop. Never stop. <laughs> but I'm sorry, y'all. Yes, I didn't even get all of that because I ain't gonna, I'm not even going to comment on that because I didn't get it all because I was... Oh, Lord. Pray for me. Anyway, back to the comments. I'm sure it was a lot of drop because you got some people in the comments saying they want to talk to you. They say, who is this? Uh, look, they want to know who you is. I want to talk to her too. Shout out to Queenie, y'all. Shout out to Queenie. She is a, a wrong sister. She is in the wrong program with me. So, yes, I'm so happy she is here. And again, having this conversation because this is so much needed. And I'm glad y'all in the chats because I want my black women to sound off. This is, I feel like, and this is one of the things I want to get into now, right? How as working together and supporting each other is going to make an impact in our community overall? Us coming together and support, even like I said, you know, we might can't work together. Um, me supporting you just might be me not going over in your space, okay? <laughs> but how can we collectively find whatever tribe or whatever people we can vibe with and we can, you know, support and work with to work together so that we can make an impact in our communities? Um, you know, sisterhood is real. You, if you think back to the, you know, the 60s, women, women were the heart of the movement. Yes, we had a lot of black men faces on it, you know, but the women stood strong. Um, so how can we get that, that, that vibe and that energy moving forward now in today's society? Savannah, I want to answer that question. Um, I want to say that the village of mom um, I'm not going to say we're the only organization that is not a 501c3, but I think we are the only few organizations that are not a 501c3. We started back in um, 2018, and it, we started with six women who um, who wanted to collectively together, six Black women, could uh, collectively work together to make a change in our community. And life happens. Um, each of them have personal reasons why they had to step off. And it ended up being just me and Mia. 
And me and Mia, um, we said that no matter what comes our way, we, we're going to work together because what, what the vision we had is very important. Um, there is no, it's none, it's nothing like what the vision that we have in North St. Louis, um, city and county. And, um, and one of the things that Mia, I hate so much is, um, silos when organizations or a company or project work individually instead of collectively we hate that because what happened is that when you work by yourself and you harbor all these resources and and you only reach a, a, a collective like a cluster of individuals but when you work together and, and it, it could be groups of 20 groups of 30 you stir more people but guess guess what you preserve the resources so the resources is not um, scarce because you you got all these people and then you got five pieces of bread, but you got a hundred people. And so what we so what me and I told our partners is that if you are um, about silos, you cannot operate with us. You cannot work with us because we all about organization working together. We're not competing with one another. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. Um, if Savannah got a podcast going on. We're not going to create a podcast and say, okay, we podcast. Number two, nothing against multiple podcasts. But what happened is that if Savannah, Savannah got a podcast and we got a, um, a resource fair, what we're going to do is say, Savannah, let's work together so that you broadcast the, the, um, the resource fair. We, we provide these resources to the people. And guess what? She got her needs met. I, we, got, we got our needs met. It's all about finding what each other have and work together to benefit everybody collectively. And when I tell you, I've had people tell me, well, we can't work with y'all because y'all want to have the event at a certain school. Y'all want to have the event at a certain area. We don't do them areas. We don't do them schools. We don't work with them kind of folks. And I'm like, it ain't about you. It's about these people. We got black and brown babies dying. We got black and brown babies hungry. We got black um brown mothers uh, uh, dying at a, at an all time high, and guess what? Miss Laura Gutter came to our event, and she said that it is uh in 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 one classroom, it's about fifteen kids in one class in one kindergarten classroom. Guess what? It's only seven of them black kids in them kindergarten classroom because guess what? Them babies ain't making to their first birthday, you know. But we we too busy worrying about what. Well, I don't want to work with you because you got stones on your board. I don't like her. It ain't about who you don't like. It's about the people. It's about the babies. It's about getting our people to move forward. We're not going to break the cycle if we keep on uh, recycling the bullshit. If we keep on, keep on worrying about stuff that's not important. Focus on these babies. Push your feelings to the side. Push your world to the side. It is what it is and move forward. And so I suggest that what we need to do is to call each other. You know, if if I, if I don't know nobody, ask somebody, do you know somebody I can work with? You know, and with that person work with me and then let's work together and, and let's try to find a common ground. I think we don't do it, do that enough. I think we compete with one another and we need to stop that because babies are dying. That part. I'll just add and be don't mind being that connector. Like a lot of times, even if I don't mess with you no more, it's been plenty of things that I've sent people's way because you know what? That's how I'm going to 
do my part as a black woman not to be a hater on another black woman, you know, and then sometime it may come back. The person is going to them might say, well, Tiana said call, or they might not even know. Or some of them have said, you know, we may have to haven't talked in five years. And they say, you know, well, Tiana, thanks for sending that my way. So I say be the connector. That part. Be it, I'm with you on that. Like, even if I can't, it's not going to be that I can't say, well, they got that going on over there. You might want to try to tap it out. You know, it, hopefully it works out for you. You know, it, it's not that hard. Again, because what's for you is for you. And what's for me is for me. Sus. And I love how you said collaboration. Our area, St. Louis now, we getting Pacific, STL. Shout out to everybody else that might be viewing. But STL, we have so many nonprofit organizations. That's why I'm like, I don't even want to be one. It's so many. I'm tired of them. It's so many, right? It's so many nonprofit organizations. And guess what? Like she said, nobody is working together to do the masses. Our communities are still lacking because they want to say, I'm the only or I'm the first. Don't get me started on that one. Oh, I'm the first. Well, sis, being the first and the only ain't helping more babies being born. Okay, being the first or the only ain't helping little Ray Ray get off the corner selling drugs. Okay, look, being the first and only ain't helping the crime rate in our communities. We cannot keep being the first and the only. Okay, how do we collaborate? How do we keep connections flowing? How do we keep supporting one another? Like you said, I ain't. Hey, I've been set, I've been trying to tell. I'm trying to get people to come on to the Hood Talks podcast and do some segments. Cause sis ain't trying to be the only. Okay, I ain't trying to be the only. This is a community podcast. We need to collaborate. We I ain't got all the information. I ain't got all the resources. I'm trying to get them to my people though. And like you said, why would it make sense to have this one over here and that one over there? And then the people get confused on where to even go. Because we got so many. It's like, wh where do I go? And then this one fighting for the resources because it may be one, only one grant out there for it. Well, if you collaborate and split the grant in half, we all finna win. And the stuff gonna get to where it needs to get to. So, Vanna. Go ahead. Come on, Kwame. So, listen. So... It's so like, it seems that way in our community, but we know, Miss Alicia, you, Tiana, Queenie, we gonna pull you in. You gonna be like, I shouldn't even like reached out to these folks because they got me doing everything. Cause I'm gonna tell you, with it's certain meetings that when you see meetings is Alicia, Shavana, Tiana, whole bunch of other people in the community. Some of them in the chat. I ain't gonna shout them out, but they know who they are. And people just linked up like that. I'm gonna tell you, it's like, almost like we building a fence. And the fence is like, not to keep nobody out, but we like, come on, we like making sure that everybody is, that fence is getting higher, you know? Um, just, I don't even know how to like express it, but yes, it's so many people and resources out there that people look back and say, oh, do you know about this? Yeah, here, this. Like, it's so many of us doing that, that it seems like, oh, that's okay. Like, you know what it's I'm saying? Like, not really happening of the connecting. Yeah. I think it is. Um, I really- Yeah, I it really, is. It is. And then, and then it's, it's, cause like, look, 
we've been knowing um me and alicia been knowing each other for a while we was on flourish uh cabinet for a while but we just got the opportunity to work together recently you know what i mean um but then turn down the opportunity when she was like hey you want to come this way or you want to you hey I, I got this going on i didn't say hey why not it might not happen and that's another thing we have to give each other grace right we're not giving each other grace as black women we have to give each other grace that if and if we don't work together this time Maybe we, we could work together next time. Maybe it's not maybe it's not meant to work together right now. Um, I just want us to take off the unhealed traumas that we're bringing to our relationships that once we have one issue, and it could be a minor, and sometimes it is heavy, you know, but if it's these minor issues, we take it and we're ready to just go in and go in hard. But it's not that person. It's literally what we've been dealing with generational come on it ain't even just being a child our grandmamas and and, and great grandmamas had to go through okay and a lot yeah. of people have missed out on a lot of things from that shavanna a lot of organizations uh have yeah. not been able to move forward just because the people that were a part of that organization and you have see some different people and all of a sudden you see that organization thriving like you know don't hold you know have your own issues with yourself and find somewhere to go but don't hold other people back or don't hold the community back don't hold what's in store for the community back just because you have an issue especially like i say black you know black women we have to stick together we have to stick together there's just there is just no way, you know, for so long, so many things have just not been, you know, they I'm a lot of spectrums and it's like, well, as women and women, we need to stick together. And I'm telling in these spectrums, some with these white women, like, nah, we ain't black women, we gotta work ten times harder. And we ain't waiting on our husbands to come from the country club uh while we kind of taking the kid back. We we working like Hebrew slaves here and then still got to try to make, you know, it's hard. It's just hard. So we ain't getting the luxury it. to sit down and rest. We don't get the luxury. No. And but when we, we feel bad about it. That's the, that's the superwoman syndrome thing that I think, again, we're carrying on each other. But go ahead, Queenie. I just made a post. I just made a post the other day because someone said to me, you know, Queenie, you've been through a lot. You a strong black woman. And I felt like that was a dagger in my soul. I said, first of all, I am not a strong black woman. I am a soft, lovable. I like to be touched correctly. I like all the, I like me oils and flowers for no reason. I am soft. I like to be taken care of. I can work a drill, but I choose not to. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't like taking the trash out um, at night or in the morning or none of that. So it's like, I, I enjoy all the things about being a of uh, being a woman, but why I always got to be a strong black woman? Because yeah. other races ain't got to be, you don't never hear them say a strong Asian woman, a strong white woman. You don't hear that. But for us, we got to be strong black women. I tell people all the time, I can be strong when I need to, but I am not a strong black woman. That is not what we're going to lead off with when you mention my name. No, we're not going to do that. I'm soft. I'm lovable. I cry. I I'm sensitive. When don't yell at me. Don't raise your voice. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I'm, I'm all these things that other women and other races get to be. But why I was going to be the angry black woman? So when I go into school conferences or different things like that, I have to go in there not thinking, oh, here they're going to think. Here come the, the angry black woman. I put in there, oh, 
look, they probably thinking, look at that bad, sophisticated, educated black woman coming in here to advocate for her daughter. That's the mind frame that I go into the meetings with, even if they have that. But I change it as soon, soon as I open my mouth, people are like, oh, you're not one of them, but I still represent them. I love my ghetto girls. I love my I love my ghetto girls to the end of the moon and back. You got to keep one of them no matter where you go. Because I'm telling you, they just have their ear to the streets in ways that I could never have it. You know what I mean? So, and I think you made a good point as well, Vanna. We are collectively different. We're unique. But when we come together... The magic, the magic of having my hood girl, my law degree girl, my gardener, my healer, my 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 advocator. When we pull all those powerful black women together, the work that can be done is just a sonic boom, just waiting to explode in all of our communities all around the world. And for St. Louis, I tell people all the time, I'm on the outside looking in. I have a love and appreciation for St. Louis women that I never thought I could have because I didn't think they liked me when I first got here. But you guys deal with a different, muddier type of world here in St. Louis. Y'all, y'all are still dealing with a lot of segregation. Like yeah, I'm, from Iowa. I'm from Iowa and it's not as segregated as this. You know what I'm saying? Like that tells you something. So when I look at St. Louis Black women, I'm like, oh, they walk with the heaviness and they shoulder because they carry it so much. Somebody, yes, yeah. you know, they, you know, they talk about, you know, St. Louis Black women, they a little rough. Yeah, they rough because ain't nobody there making them where they we don't have to be rough. rough. We have, you to, have be rough. to be rough. You know, so we need to start creating a space where women ain't got to be rough. We ain't got to work hard. We got to start creating exactly. for women where we can come. And I can't wait to teach y'all about the different type of bath oils that y'all can have in y'all bath water. I can't wait till we have positive events and positive connections with black yes. women where we're not talking about the struggle. We're talking about yes. the riches. We're talking about the blessings. We're talking about the new events. We're talking about the expansion of our organizations. We're talking about our kids going off to college. We're talking about the grant money's coming in. We're talking about how we love our black kings and our black wives. And, you know, we're talking about all these beautiful, positive things when we come together collectively. And I think that's where we start selling the dream mm -hmm. is to have Black women in the community supporting each other. We got to make it look good, and it is good. We and shouldn't have to. Good. We shouldn't have it to. It ain't right. It, yeah. it, that is yeah. Now this yeah. is the sauce that we should get lost in. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Is that uh, Queenie? Real quick, Sven, Queenie. You know what? I have to say thank you because a week ago I had a chance to bring a lot of strong black women together that I know for a celebration. So to Vanna and anybody watching, if you came out for Planned Parenthood Stand with Black Women event, it was it blew me away. Uh there was some great panel, great conversation, this and that. And I your energy when you were talking, uh Queenie, I was feeling that's how I felt that day. When I was looking around, I was seeing everybody, I was like, what? this right now thank you so much for uh turning out for that event
And we need more of those events just right there. Look how excited, all the excitement. We got people in the chat. Queenie, I need you in my life. I need you, Lakeisha. I need you. We need each other. Okay. We need each other. We need each other. We need each other. I think that I think if we don't take anything away from the day that we really have to take that, let's get to know each black woman that we encounter for who they are authentically. Let's be open to that. Let's be open. Let's have passion. Let's allow each other to have grace when we're communicating with each other. Um, I think that's really important. And then after we get to know each other, after we allow people to have grace and space to be their authentic self, then let's say, what can I pour into this? What do I need from this person? What do I want from this person? How can I pour into this person? I'm looking at all of you right now. I'm looking at Ben and like, oh my gosh, you know, she got this drive coming up. You know, I've already donated clothes. I was in my closet again. Like, what else can I give up? I'm looking at Carmen who said, oh my God, Queenie, you know, I need you to help me with a meal plan. I'm here for you, Carmen. Tiana, I don't even know how we're going to work together, but I know I got a new sister and we will be, you know, and then uh, Miss Alicia, you so motivating down there. When I, when I think of a community advocate, I don't even know all your work, but I know you at the front center and I know ain't nobody messing with you. You know what I mean? I know I could call on you and you going to make sure I get it done and get it close, close yeah. to that. You know what I mean? So it's like, we got to give each other that space to learn each other and then see how can I pour into you? What is it that yes. you really need or what you want? And then be open to that. And let me say this, because that's one thing I feel like is another thing. If we stop approaching people with motives, if you can just say, I want to help this sister out today. However, I do that a lot. Like I might see a struggling mama with an infant. I'm like, well, can I help you here? Or can I do this for you? Like sometimes you just have to pour into somebody, a black woman that you see and not expect anything back. Stop coming with the motives and the ego and the agendas. Like, let's literally come and be like, I legit want to support you because you don't. I see the work. Like, I want to support Village of Moms because I know they doing some dope stuff. I want to I wanna work with Tiana because I know she about really trying to bring on the next. Like, I, these, I want to work. If nothing else come out of that, I appreciate being in the space to work with you, to su support you however I can. If we get that and that know that whatever is for us is going to come regardless. And you, like you said, Tiana, once you support somebody else, I tell people all the time, word of mouth is where it's at. If you support one person, and they be like, hey, she just looked out for me, man. That was real dope of her. Like, I don't even know her. She, But, oh, that's, oh, girl, she looked out for me. I'm waiting on some people. That's, oh, that's your she, she looked, I didn't even know who she was. Like, on some street, just because. Just because, black woman, you are, I see you. I see you, sister. I see you. And if you're struggling, let me help you as much as I possibly can. It could be just saying hi. We don't even do that no more. We don't even say hi. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We, we, we just ain't doing it enough. We ain't we doing, doing it enough. enough. We ain't doing, doing enough. enough. Right. I love when an older black woman say, hey, baby, automatically she my grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> me, baby. Can you help me? Automatically. Automatically. The age difference. I love how we have that diversity here on this conversation, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we talk about how like older women hating on the young girls. I'd be like, let me tell you something, little 20 year olds. I will take you under my wing. Sis, but I ain't going out to the club with you because my knees ain't about that life. If you right, ain't right, right, exactly. doing it, I I'll leave you at the club. But I <laughs> well, listen, if you have an older mentor, I do encourage you to get you a younger mentor. I got me adult 20 year old. I'm 39. 
I got me a dope 20 year old because she knows stuff about Instagram and social media that I'm not about to mess with. I got a teenage daughter. She don't even know it. She's my personal assistant because I don't know. So just as much as we want them to like learn all the things from back in the day, y'all better grab y'all one of them millenniums, grab y'all one of them young kids because they know and see yeah. things that we're not even going to put our mind on. So if you got a mentor, get you an OG and then find you someone younger. Yes, and just keep passing on the knowledge, the wisdom, the support, and all that good stuff. Vanna's my young mentor. <laughs> Savannah, you doing such a wonderful job of whipping me in the shade. Like, Tiana, you sure we going to this room? Up here? <laughs> well, maybe we shouldn't go in this room, girl. Let's just go out to eat. <laughs> Savannah, I want to bring up something that we have not yet touched on, and it, and I think it's important that we touch on. I don't think that we are we are we are blaming. We're not blaming. We are holding black women accountable, and we're we're making sure that black women understand that we we are each other's sister keepers. But one thing that I will um say is that what keeping up this sister drama or this sister mess is black men. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain why I say that. Because when I see a lot of videos on World Star Facebook. Instagram, uh, Twitter, and all this—I didn't know they had a black Twitter. And when you queen, when you say get you some young folks, my young son said, "Mama, it's a black Twitter." I'm like, I thought Twitter was a Twitter, but anyway, so so there's a black Twitter. So on black Twitter, they they condoning black women fighting each other. Now, when you got them the little girl and some booty shorts on and some kitty shirts on with little babies running around crying and stuff, but guess who they fighting? No, they fighting over these men. And guess who videotaping them fight? The very men they fighting over. Yeah. And so, and then when, when they say that, well, ain't no queens out there, but ain't no kings out there because a real king is not going to sit up there and let queens fight. Not over him. He's going to say, uh-huh, it's just enough for us to go around. And then these young girls, and you got these people sitting up there videotaping the fight, talking about beat that, beat that. And I'm like, well, who is who is the adult in, in the video that should be separating you these girls and say that y'all are better than that. You know, because any man that allows you to fight over him and then you turn up there acting a fool on video, he ain't the man for you. So we got to not only hold each other accountable as sisters, but we got to hold these brothers accountable. We got to stop allowing these black men, these black brothers, to treat us like, you know, like we some tissue, like we a little napkin, like we a dollar bill, mm. you know, because when these little girls is learning from us, they see older women doing all those things, and they think that's just what they need to do, because a lot of these young girls don't have fathers in their household. They don't have male role, positive male role models. Yes, we got basketball coaches. Yes, we got male principals. But guess what? When you look at the video, um, the, the TV news, it, these principals are molesting these girls in, 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 in their offices. Hmm. So, so we have to learn to uh, 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 change the narrative of how we want these young sisters to grow up to be. And we, and you know, and, and, and people say, well, older women should know better, but guess what? Older women used to be those young girls. So just yeah. like Queenie said, somebody got to teach them, yeah. you know, and the third, the third may not always be around, but what we got to do is create more mentors that are not necessarily therapists, they're not necessarily counselors, but they are adults who live through mm -hmm. those things and they have transformed their lives. And yes. so black men, I'm coming for y'all. Right, I love I love the fact I love the You're fact right. that you held She's black so right. men accountable. 
Um, yeah. I think a lot of the time we always stand and we protect those black men, but it's not enough of them standing and protecting us. Yeah. And when I want to piggyback on you, Alicia, and you said, you know, these young girls are in these videos. Well, these young girls got younger mamas. These younger mamas are now younger grandparents who didn't get any skills. So like you said, it goes back. What skills can we give to their mamas? They mamas don't know how to communicate. They mamas think the quality of life of where they're at is okay. How do we spark something different? I remember going to an old woman's house, and this is why I'm into tea. It was an old black woman, and she said, baby, go in there and get that tea kettle, and I want you to make me some tea. And I thought, black people drink tea? Like, what is this? And she had the most beautiful china set. Now I got more Chinese uh, china set than I even need to have tea out of. But all it takes is, like she said, that mentor to spark that little bit that little bit in like, oh, why do y'all eat at the dinner table? Now I eat at the dinner table. I said it. I could set my table for 20 people fit for the queen. But it's like I got little glimpse. So we need to get more mentors. We need to get more tools into our communities, not just starting with the kids and the teenagers. But let's talk to the mothers, the, the, the adults who can start at least initiating the change. It may not happen quickly it may be another generation or two but can we start giving people those we don't have enough tools on how to talk i talked to a black man who said i live in st louis all my life and i can tell you right now i know of a hundred people who've done died and been murdered that i personally know black men especially here in st louis they're holding on to a lot of death a lot of them hold on to a lot of fear a lot of these black men I don't even know how St. Louis black men walk outside their doors. I, I'm being completely honest with you because it's 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 hard here. It's hard amongst them. They don't even communicate. Black men don't even communicate like they used to. It goes back to, and I talk about this a lot, and shout out to Lakeisha for mentioning it, it's survival mode. We A lot of us are in survival mode, and it goes back to Candace Cox. Shout out to her, straight dope therapist uh chaos mindset i think is what it's, it's called or chaos kids she talks about the different reactions to those to that 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 um thing trauma and survival mode you have these different reactions you know and so some of us are living and that's how we're dealing with every situation when every situation shouldn't be dealt that dealt that way i agree you know some some of us black men are numb to the fact that, you know, you walk outside your door, you hear a gunshot and, you know, or all of them, I just literally saw a group of boys last night at McDonald's with these bags on. And I was on the phone with my friend. I'm like, girl, why did they got these purses on? And she like, all they wearing in them is guns. And I'm like, this is crazy that men, black boys walking around too. We talking about who's shooting people. Black boys got AKs walking around in the hood with. They be walking in the gas stations with them. And I mean, so what is in your mind that you are in a space where you have to walk around with an AK-47? So we are, they feel like they in survival mode and, and trying to maintain and live because you're reminded every day on the news and on TV that you ain't going to make it to your 18th birthday. You know what I mean? Or you're not going to see 21. You ain't going to be an OG. So why respect the OG that I ain't going to never be able to be an OG? I ain't got to think about the next generation or, or mentoring somebody else because I'm barely trying to get out of here myself. Like, I'm trying to live. You know, milestones. A lot of us going to the home, too. 
it does. a lot of this starts at home too because i'm raising i have to get in here i'm raising three black Why? men women yes, i'm raising are. three black men and let me just let you know part of my strategy on my boys because they're a little bit over the spectrum and i have one that's doing really really good and he's like oh great Drake. and i've got one that wants to be a rapper and one that wants to be a brat but the one thing they all three got in common is that they respect me and i raised them that you treat me like a queen from the time they was little bitty boys they treated their mama like a queen so guess what yeah they hot on the market out here because it ain't a whole lot to pick from and now it's like these boys that i've been like you know this is how you treat a woman you know as much we gotta treat these you know especially if we single mothers i'm a single mom and i always was like you know what i'm gonna have to teach my boys because why am i having all these problems i'm having this is what these guys i'm dealing with this is what they mama should have did so it was just in my head to try to raise respectable boys it definitely starts at home and you have to have those conversations and even when they go out and do maybe something disrespectful to a woman this and that i will definitely say with my boys they have been with the police before and the first thing that they have told the police is please don't call my mother please do not call my mother and that's what we have to do with our children it all starts at home in all of these situations, I think it does, uh, and that goes back to what Carmen said earlier. We all, um, I have daughters. I had to check how I am because, you know, and we talk about relationship with black women. You know, first relationships is what with a black woman if you're a black woman. Yo, mama, <laughs> that's your first interaction with a black woman. I have to check myself. I have to check myself. I have to check my trauma with my relationship with my mother. So I'm making sure that I'm not doing what she did, you know. I had to feed into myself. I'm learning to to get support. Not enough of us have support. That that alone. Come on, you talking about being a single mom? I can't imagine. I'm I'm struggling with support. I'd be like, Lord, if I was doing this by myself, I'd go crazy. So we're talking about being a black woman and not having any type of support system. That's why I'm so big on that. Telling women like you should, like you said, I want to sit soft. I should not feel bad because I want a maid. I should not feel bad because sometimes I don't want to cook and I would love to have a cook to come here and cook me a meal. I should not feel bad because I want to lay my butt down and just sit. And just or are you just angry? How come we just can't be angry? They act like black women can't get upset. Some things make us upset. We do get angry. We might get a little loud when it's sensitive to us. Like, it's okay to be angry as a black woman. There's nothing wrong with having that. That doesn't mean that's who we are by itself. No, not at all. So, yes, we should be comfortable enough to say, yeah, I'm upset. I'm angry. You did that. I don't like it. Don't do it again. That shouldn't be what labels me as a black woman just because I got assertive or I stood up or I advocated for myself that part and we yet are always having to advocate for ourselves and i tell black women don't feel ashamed to speak up because some of us have gotten comfortable with not speaking up and that goes back to birthing in our birthing spaces and how we got black women that's dying in childbirth because we're not being assertive we're not speaking up because we we've had this bad of you know oh i don't want to be the angry black woman no if it's gonna save my life coin me the angry black woman excuse me you don't supposed to be doing that to me or no i need to speak to your manager uh because karen would do it real quick don't she karen do it all the time i call me a karen or call me an angry black woman if it's going to save my life or my girls because i'm forever going to advocate we have to speak up we have to continue to speak up and, and I encourage, I, up, that I, yeah, that I ain't angry. Come on, Queenie. I, I encourage black women to also speak up 
when you are at the doctor's office. I got a lot of medical stuff going on and had a tumor and had breast cancer, got a heart thing going on. And they do not listen to black women in the medical field. They do not. They like using our samples. They like us to do these testings. They like us to be a part of these trials, but they do not like hearing us. When I say if a black woman go in and say they got pain, what's the number one medication they gonna give y'all? Tylenol. Trim it all. Trim it all. They gonna give you an opioid. That's what they gonna give you. Or or tell you to go get some over the counter medicine. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's, it's usually the like, low grade. They start with the lowest grade first. Yeah. Then if you got to keep advocating for you to get the, the qualities. I was going through a miscarriage and I was like in pain and they come to me with some Tylenol and ibuprofen. I'm like, this feels like labor contract. This is not normal. I need some, give me an epidural. <laughs> like I'm in labor, but I'm not in labor. Like, you know, I'm in pain. That pain from a miscarriage was worse than the pain that I experienced in childbirth. I still remember that. And it was traumatizing to me because I kept having to tell them I'm still hurting. I'm in pain. And they didn't, like you said, they're not listening. And Y'all, we can go. I mean, there's so many ways we can go in these conversations. Um, and this is why I, it goes all back to Black women supporting each other. We need to be in these spaces to support and advocate and help one another because, right, we know they're not listening to us. But when you get in the room, sis, don't switch up on me. You become my ally or my, my advocate too and say, no, wait, don't do that to her because you understand what I'm feeling and what I'm going through right now. Like, don't switch up on me. And I feel like a lot of that is happening. We get to a certain distance or we get to a certain space in life and we get to a certain status and we ready to switch up and be like, oh, well, I made it out the grain or I made it. You 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 on your own. No, it goes back to like, how can we hurt? Let me help you. Let me help you. Help you, help you, 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 you. And listen, we're not saying help you to the point where you exalt yourself. There you so, go. So we're not saying you help people to when it's uncomfortable or if it doesn't match up to your values or if it doesn't match up to a certain mission. I'm easily moved by anybody in their story. If you tell me you got something going on and I feel like Neeks eat or myself can come in and come in and, and, and assist. I'm going to do that. I had to find balance in that. Everyone's not worth your black woman excellence and your talents and your connections and your skills. Or other people want you to move quicker than what you can move. You see what I'm saying? People be wanting you to jump, rattle, and roll. But it's like, oh, I don't even move like that. I jump. Then I roll. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I may not rattle. You know what I mean? So it's like, you really... I don't know. It's just it's it's really hard when you're trying to help other black women when they don't when you don't show up how they want you to show up. Yes. Or when you don't move as quickly as they want you to move, or you're not doing what they want you to do. Yes. It gets discouraging on the other end. Like I get when someone's moving too fast, are they shaking too fast? Are they just all like this? The first thing I do is go run in a hole. I get everything they said and I sit back and I analyze it and I think about it and I try to understand it. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but that's just who I am. Yes. That's Me who too. I am. That's why I said you have to learn each other and let people show up as their authentic selves. If I can't move fast, that don't mean you got to slow down. Maybe since you keep moving, you know, and catch catch me later. Maybe not. There's no, no, no problem in that. Now, if I move too slow and it works for me, hey, you keep moving. Like, it's just, it just, we have to let people take with black each other as they are. And if it does not work, that's okay. 
okay. That's the part that I want us to get. It's okay if it does not work so that we can still do what we need to do to support whoever else that we can shake and move and rally with. Stop bringing, again, I think I'm with you. Like, it, it, it's not going to, and I guess the thing, and we're going to leave this on this note, the thing that I'm going to give advice on, and I want you all to do the same as we leave out and, you know, close out. My advice to Black women is don't expect people or other Black women to show up how you show up. Because we are not all the same. We don't all have the same situations happening. We don't have the same experiences. Everything around us is different. Um, so trust that what I'm giving you is who I am. And if you can't mess with that, you can't mess with it, it's okay. Move on. But don't. It's not personal. It's not personal. I'm just saying, Shut it's down. not personal. What's up? Since you said that, like, you wouldn't have had this show called Sisterhood if you didn't already know the, the pod of dope sisters that hello is out here in the community doing what they need to do uplifting the next black woman hello we can go on and on i know a whole bunch of them some of them in the chat again yes, i ain't gonna show them a whole bunch of them but we also know society we're having this conversation because society is putting a, a norm on us culturally that is showing that we can't i agree but, i work with some y'all on this panel shout out to kelly mcgowan shout out to my old crew shout out to toby in texas that's my home girl shout out to charnell like that's when i was out there in the gut in the hood getting fit the hennessy i still chatted up with them you hear me but i also got my new crew i still i, I mess right. with tiana i mess with i'm with you Carmen. i know because i'm around her with sisters but i also know that there's a conversation, there's a spike in, there's a, 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 a thing that's put on our smoke that black women cannot work together and we cannot, we're not, we're not a sisterhood. I know that. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Shavanna, you already know. People I'm can saying, say whatever, whatever they think, hello, but we showing them. that That's the thing. We showing them that we are those dope women who can stick together talk and bring up the next woman behind us. So it might seem like, like I said, it's taking a minute, but when I look back and I see, all I see is black women helping the next black woman up. That's what I see. And our children are going to look back on these type of shows and they're going to say, see, see, so I do these things because this is a, it's a, it's a track, right? Like we have mm -hmm. literature from, you know, in the 60s that we see when they were fighting a good fight. So we know how that was, right? So this is a this is something for them to be like, see, they was talking about it. They the said tool. that we was doing it. They this is the, the tool. tool. The tool. This is the tool. We're telling them what to do. So we got to have to keep conversation. Just because we're doing it behind closed doors and it ain't showing, we have to show it though. We have to put it online. These were the kids that. I'm hoping some young teenager girls will see this show. I'm hoping they'll be like, look at them black women on their show. Look, you said you ain't seen our representation of you like black women when you were growing up on TV or positive ones. Here they are. Here they her our faces are. We have to put them in these spaces. So that and don't let one discourage you. I'm glad that I haven't let one bad relationship I'm with a black woman make me feel like I just didn't want to ever deal with another black woman. It seemed like it made me go harder and it made me prove mm -hmm. that you know what. She tripped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just basically, she yeah. tripped, and I'm going to show her how she tripped because now at this point, I'm just going to. 
flower, water, all my black sisters. And if I got the platform for them, I'm bringing them in. I'm bringing them in. Yeah, that's just how it is. Yes. And you doing that, Tiana? You doing it? I'll see you at the next meeting. Hello. <laughs> we all doing it. We are all doing it. Anybody yes, I'm sorry. I did mean to say we are. Shout out to Tiana. Let me say this, Tiana. You said your advice was don't let one bad apple spoil it for everyone. I agree with you on that. If someone wants to reach out or connect with you, how can I do that as we leave out? Because that's our that's what we're gonna leave out on. Come on, Tiana. How can one person or how can people reach out to you? If you want to connect with me in my work role with Planned Parenthood, you can uh email me and it's Tiana Maga Tiana dot Maga. My name is on the screen here, and then at PP slr.org and my personal cell phone number i will give that because so many people already have it it is 314-480-2890 something but i'm gonna tell you and you better ask vanna get ready because once you get on and i'm trying to bring you along i'm gonna send you so much stuff to attend it is going to blow your mind because i got so much stuff to attend that i need black women in these rooms y'all deserve to be in these rooms y'all deserve yeah. to be in these rooms where these million dollar vanna no i'll be like vanna hold on i want you to meet this millionaire she'll be like wait Tiana, wait i ain't got no dress to wear like, look just come on be you and just go so be ready that's all I got to say. If you call Tiana, just be ready. Okay, Carmen. Advice to black women on sisterhood and bonding and working together and then how someone may be able to reach you. Come on, Carmen. Okay, so you can reach me. Um, I have a Facebook page for my business, Angelic Deliveries um, on Facebook. Just search my name on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I ain't, I'm learning that real hard. Uh, I got a Twitter too, but I don't go over that much. Um, but just search my name, Carmen Southall Wamhoff. But how black women can bond, I don't know. I'm a, I'm authentic. I'm going to show up for every black woman. My phone ring 24-7. My husband just rolled his eyes because, hello, somebody go call me. I'm going to be in the car. I'm driving. And people say, what you doing? Nothing. Because that means I'm giving out some resources. So, yes, I got a whole spreadsheet of resources and every time somebody needs something i'm always giving them out so that's all i'm gonna do is keep doing what i'm doing be authentic keep um being in these streets hello get i'm gonna get with tiana and i got a, a, something i want her to i'm gonna bring to her um for these younger women as you say these young girls we got coming up so that they learn about their bodies right and they don't have to go to uh it's gonna be some midwives in the community hello from a young girl your your young daughter is starting her cycle hello we can teach her how to how to regulate her cycle without these chemicals in her body uh and then you know midwives take care of older women too like hormonally so we gonna get that out there it's out there so thank you for having me vanna Yes, thank you for being here. All right, Miss Alicia, come on. Any advice for Black women on how to build a sisterhood, a bond, and all that good stuff? And then how can people reach out to you? Well, my advice to um to young sister, middle aged sister, and, and older sister. Yeah, I gotta say older sisters, but um, is that um never underestimate your value. Never underestimate what your power as a Black woman. Never let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. Uh, because somebody told me that 
the village of Mall was never made the past five years that we celebrated our fifth, uh, fifth um, anniversary um, back May the 21st. But the person um, had some good intention because of the expectation of black women not succeeding and not making it past a year um, is real, it's live and real. And so um, never underestimate your power as a black woman or your value. Um, that I'm gonna leave that with you. Um, you know, and that's for anybody, male, female, dog, cat, roaches, rats, whatever. Don't let nothing, nobody stop you from doing what is you want to do. Um, reach the stars, the, the heavens, the clouds, however, however far your dream go, because dreams do come come to pass. It does. Um, I will say that um, to, to contact me or to connect with me, uh, you can reach me at Village of Mom. Uh, XTL all together uh, on Facebook. You can also reach me, Village of Moms, XTL at yahoo.com, Village of Moms um, at XTL, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Village of Mom XTL um, at gmail.com. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am not on Twitter because I'm still, I'm waiting on my seven year old to teach me how to get on that one. Um, you know, and then also, um, I am also um, helping, you know, parents who are looking for uh, grants to, um, to get their kids in private schools or or some educational grants. Uh, my number is 314-240-6038. If you are interested in, in looking for grants to get your kids in private school or homeschooling or some educational support, um, there is $6,375 that are out there, and it's free, and it's up for grabs. If you qualify, you get it every year until your kid graduates from high school. And it's real. It's not a scam. Once again, my number is 314-240-6038 for more information. And Savannah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I do. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, Queenie. Come on. What's your advice? For black women on sisterhood um and how if they can uh reach out to, to connect which i see you put it in a chat um my advice for black women is to heal the little girl in you before you start trying to go and connect with other black women and, and trying to connect with other people and being in these relationships can we heal the little girl that's that's my advice for you to make it personal make it personal on how to Heal that little girl in you because you walk into a different space as a woman and then you're being able to show up as your authentic self because now you're not questioning it because the little girl, you done assured her that you're okay. So now your adult self can be present and you can move forward and build more positive relationship with other black women. Um, as far as how to connect with me, I dropped all my information in the chat. You can find me on um, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and all of them are Neeks Eat. Um, if you need help with starting a backyard garden, culinary skills, how to can, how to make homemade noodles from scratch, how to preserve food. Um, I teach you how to shop, how to budget groceries, how to budget your EBT. Um, all of these things. If you need help with any of that, if you need me to come at one of your events and do a demo cooking, I have a setup where I can come and teach people how to cook a meal. 
I have um, catering. So if you need charcuterie cups, if you need a big pot of gumbo, if you need whatever it is, I make nice. Uh, I cook from scratch. And if you go on my uh, Neeks Eats Instagram, you'll see the homemade cinnamon rolls. You'll see the uh, vegetarian options that I have. You'll see a lot of pictures of me in the garden. Ladies, if you guys want to come over, have some tea in the garden, pick y'all some tomatoes, some basil, make some fresh tea from the garden. I'm that person. So if you have an agency, if you have an event, you need someone to come show some healthy options. If you need someone to come and do a demonstration on how to can pickles and tomato sauces, or you just need someone to come and talk to women and teach them on how to heal that little girl, motivational speaking, poetry, if you need me to be an MC, like I, I'm that one. Y'all just call on me, pull on me, and I got y'all. All right, child. Thank you for being here. All of you black women, uh, all of you have been a part of my circle and my space uh, so far. So I appreciate it. Um, Y'all, we unpacked a lot. We did, we did, we did. Um, before we end, um, I just want to uplift. Uh, shout out to me. Yes, I'm gonna, I am going to praise me, okay? <laughs> Shout out to me as a black woman. Um, this has been a, 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 a lovely ride for me, though. Um, this has been my most vulnerable space that I have been in and been doing and delivering. Um, I'm steady growing. I am steady learning. Um, and I, like I said, I have not been in so many different connections with black women. And I, what you said, Tiana, I was so hurt by one situation that I was almost ready to give up. It's like, mm. But you cannot, you cannot, you cannot let one bad situation, because there's so many beautiful black women out here doing the work, wanting to see the change in our communities. And we just got to keep pushing and keep going. And again, just keep showing up as your authentic self. But I'm celebrating me because, shout out to Sus, I won an award. Shout out to the Side Hustler Honors. I appreciate this honor. I will be accepting my first award from us, for a black woman, okay? She is a black woman who has created this space. Um, And she said, not just because you hold a job down, but because you, motherhood, your everyday duties that we have to do in life. So I'm so happy to be one of the recipients and many others that, that are in this space. The event is next Saturday. Um, it is at, oh God, I'm gonna have to put the link in the chat for people who wanna tap into that. It's called the Side Hustlers Honors. Um, and shout out to her for having that. But also, I am doing a clothing swap fundraiser. Our first fundraiser for the Hood Talks podcast. We are catering to women because um, we talked about <laughs> how we as mothers, you know, we always gotta buy stuff for the kids. And, you know, look, motherhood, you always got to buy stuff for the kids and do stuff for the children. We like, no, nah, we need a space right now for women to, to come shop, get some nice used clothes items. Some of those things are really going to be brand. They are brand new. They still have the stickers on them. People have donated the items. You come shop for $10. You get in all you can take. Take your bag, bring your bag, you take whatever you can. We ask that you take only your sizes. We'll have light refreshments. We'll have a, a music. We'll have a networking vibe. Come meet some other women, black women, white women, all women are invited to this space. Come meet women, period. And just come out and all, all the funds go to the Hood Talks podcast so we can continue delivering these conversations so we can do more of our 
our storytelling segments next season where I gift the community back $50 gift cards. So I just want to get back into that. And if you come and support this space, you will help me continue doing the work that I'm doing. So these are the things that I got going on. And I just have to celebrate and talk about it myself because I'm so excited. I'm super happy. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for all you all who have supported this space, who continue to come have these tough conversations, being vulnerable. That's where it starts, right? We are being vulnerable. We letting people in on our feelings and our emotions, okay? We opening up. That's where it starts. And if we keep doing that, y'all, our community ain't got no choice but to keep thriving, getting better, keep healing, keep talking about it. Keep talking about healing them traumas and them situations. We, Like you said, we all got a story. Everybody got a story in the situation. So we got to just keep talking. And on that note, on that note, y'all, much love. Be safe out here. We we out. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page and also follow us on all our social medias. And you can find all of that information at www.thehoodtalk.com.